I got something to tell you that's no joke. The Blues Brothers is mighty fine smoke. Would we give something to your customers that they could choke on? No! We give them something they can toke on. It's woke smoke. It is not hoke. We are the best in the north, the east, the south, and the west. It tastes good in your mouth for your customers. It's what you want on the shelves, and we can get it there because... This strain is bound for glory. This strain is bound for glory. This strain, yes sir, yes sir. Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 6, Episode 33, where we watch Growing Belushi, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm Chris Lorenz, and that intro was a reference to our show. This is Brian. I haven't been in Chris's bedroom. But I'm sure there's a picture of Guy Fieri in there. This is no singer. Uh, this is Max. I have been in Chris's bedroom. <laughs> uh, and there is a picture. Anyway, uh, each week we watch a different reality show discussing a minute detail, figuring out it's good or bad. And last week we watched Ready to Love. And we had a poll on Twitter. And we had a tie on Twitter. We had a top third and a middle third. Ooh. They tied, you know, there's still time. If you do it tomorrow, you can, you can end the tie. We can talk about mm. it, but if you want to tell us what you thought about this show, go to our Twitter at Hoop of the Song to vote on the poll. And Noah, what is the show we watch? Yeah. Jim Belushi is a man of many talents, actor, singer, dancer, and now legal cannabis farmer. Follow Jim, his family, and their dedicated team as Belushi's Farms as they make their mark in the industry and spread the benefits of legalized marijuana and growing Belushi on Discovery Plus, like everything else in the future. This is not what I thought the show was going to be going into it. What did you think the show was going to be? I thought they were going to have a giant test tube where they were growing a clone of Jim Belushi. And it was called Growing <laughs> Belushi. Now I'd watch the hell out of that. But wouldn't you grow a clone of John Belushi, not Jim Belushi? I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. once they grow uh, Jim, then they can grow John. You know, once they get the the process perfected, you know. Yeah, you can't That's risk true. the tough subject. Yeah, that is very fair. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, the show's not very good, but so it's just Jim. Now I'm confused between Jim and John. You, they hate you guys. <laughs> Jim, and he like just has weird storylines on this farm. And they're not very good storylines. They jump all over the place all the time. So I'm sure we'll also jump all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, we picked this particular episode because Guy Fieri is on the episode. Fieri. And, and it's a cross promotion between <laughs> this show and... And apparently some sort of Guy Fieri show that I've never heard of that maybe we need to do. It's, it's a, find a it. Northwest road trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'll find it. I'll look on the internet, you know, as I do. See if I can find um, it. So should we talk about our Jim Belushi experience here? I feel like it seems appropriate. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I watched his sitcom, According to Jim. That's, yeah. I think that's really where I know him from. Uh, I, I definitely watched that sitcom, but it, I was too young to really appreciate Jim Belushi. And I really thought that that was just like, ah, it's an okay sitcom. Yeah, I don't have really have many memories of the sitcom. I just, like, you told me Jim Belushi, it's like, oh, yeah, this sitcom that he was in. Yeah, like, 
I don't know. I was first exposed to John Belushi growing up with Animal House specifically. Um, and so Jim always felt like this, like, oh, yeah, that's John's brother. But then I think Jim definitely came into his own once he got the sitcom. Like, it was just kind of everywhere. And it was very sitcom-y. Like, I don't think there was anything necessarily notable that it fit its whole very well. Yeah. Max, do you know who Jim Belushi is? Yeah, Jim Belushi I've seen him around. You know, he's he's Jim Belushi. Okay. Uh, his IMDb top four is very surprising. His, his sitcom is not in the top four. It's oh. Red Heat, K9, Retroactive, and Little Shop of Horrors. He's in Little I've Shop of seen, Horrors. Wow. And I've seen zero of those movies. Interesting. All, three of them are in the late 80, mid to late 80s, and one of them is in 1997. So, like, huh. according to IMDb, this dude peaked in 1988. I mean, it was definitely, I mean, Belushi in general, like, as a brand. Uh, on a shot, he was on Hey Arnold. He was in the Hey Arnold movies, on the TV show, um, as Coach Wittenberg. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, and Ah, Real Monsters. Wow. He does a lot of voice work, it seems. What a storied career. I mean, his like, voice is very good. He's a very good voice. Voice work is definitely something I think I would do if I got big from something else than move into voice work. Like, easy money. Mm-hmm. Or easier yeah. money, you know. Anyway, uh, so we definitely think this is a downgrade for his for the hosts of Jim Belushi. So we're just going to move on from there. Uh, let's talk about some of these plot lines here. So... The big, the biggest and best plot line we have is Dan Aykroyd. So Dan Aykroyd rolls up on this farm, and apparently Dan Aykroyd gave Jim some seeds to grow some weed, and then Jim Belushi proceeds to try to grow them outside. Which, from what I could tell, weed growing outside is, doesn't sound like a great idea. Uh, a because these ones died, and B he has a grow house that has all the weed in it. So it seems like Jim just didn't give a fuck about this, like, thing with Dan Aykroyd. Unclear. Apparently, Dan gave it to Jim to get the Blues Brothers branding to use for the Blues Brothers weed. And this is, like, this weird storyline where Dan Aykroyd looked really sad when he found out the weed was dead. But these are actors, so how much do you believe any of this (laughs) at all? My understanding was that Jim Belushi went down to Colombia to get these seeds. Right. Oh, we well, yeah, this is previous episodes we didn't watch. Probably no, no, they, they talked about it. I mean, they, they did. Yeah. The, the, this was a previously on, but anyway, yeah, this is all you know, fake drama of like, I got some seeds, they didn't work. We'll try again next season. With this, like, oh, is he going to revoke the usage of the Blues Brothers brands to me? No, of course not. He's... And he repeated it like 18 times. Like, it's the it's repetition all... in this show is awful. Yeah. It's all so bad. Fake ass drama, every single plot point. It, like, uh... I definitely wrote at some point, I think this is the entire thing is just fake. Like, it seems like that more than any other point, like, all, like, it's fake, but then like they ham it up to be like comedic and yeah. it just kills it. Yeah. There's they, only one I, moment where I'm like, okay, maybe this is not fake. 
and you've right. already heard the jingle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the episode's kind of weird. It's it's the episode's kind of in two parts. There's this like Dan Aykroyd part. That yeah, that's what we're talking like, about. We're talking about the Dan Aykroyd part. But it feels less like a reality show and more like a scripted show that happens to be shot like a reality show. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not very good. There's like this whole thing where the other section of this Dan Aykroyd part is like they go to this weed store called Nectar and they like aren't taking Jim Belushi's pro- won't answer his phone calls and won't take his product. So they get Dan Aykroyd to go to the this weed store and then they wait inside and he, they don't see him. Then they wait outside in their car waiting for him to leave. And then they sing this jingle <laughs> that you've heard. And then the dude has the best line in the whole show. What was it, Brian? What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was so good. Like, this is the only unscripted moment probably in the whole fucking show. <laughs> As this dude looks so bewildered. Because it's so confusing. Jim and, and, and Dan are sitting out in this fucking car getting high as a kite fucking writing this fucking weird ass commercial <laughs> jingle that is so bad <laughs> it was just so good this is by far the best part of this whole show yeah uh, dan Aykroyd was absolutely pulling his weight this entire episode mm. he's not in it very much though he's not he but he's clearly the highlight absolutely oh yeah for sure i had another dan Aykroyd highlight from this when they were into nectar um, he had on a skull vodka cap. For those unaware, this is another one of his ventures where this very terrible vodka was packaged up in a crystal skull and it had all these gimmicks. But me being a sucker in college, I really wanted that. And so when oh, I got yeah. some and tried it and found it was awful, it was I learned bad. not to give into this stuff. It was really it's, bad. It was a life bad? Learned. It was, it not was bad. It's not good. I feel like vodka is like. It's pretty easy to pass for like, yeah. Okay, it's it's pretty easy to pass for just you know passable vodka. You like you're not looking that ten dollar bottle of vodka is awful. Yeah, the twenty dollar one is fine. Like, yeah. like, dude, apparently Crystal Head vodka still operates. I had no idea. I, yeah, I'm on their website. Maybe they made it better. Who knows? Years. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, it was oh one thing about the nectar guy. It's unclear how that got set up because the Nectar guy, he had an Adidas uh, shirt on and it had a little logo on his sleeve, but they intentionally taped it over. So he was clearly getting prepped to go into a scene, but still was just like not <laughs> he, having it. He looked, there's no way he knew he was walking into, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, but like this whole plot line was also stupid. They were just like, yeah, because he didn't give them the weed enough weed and like on time is really what this <laughs> weed store was like, dude. Like, it's fine, but or your weed's fine, but give it to me on time. Like, I I'm guessing we like previous episodes that made it seem like they were failing at this business a little bit and shortchanged some people is what they said. But I, like it. I don't know. It, no one cares. Who knows if this is real? I mean, nah. I bet it's following like some of the same stuff like it's just a gimmick thing everybody's like oh yeah jim belushi's in it let's get this weed and then of course like it's okay like and then they want more of it but yeah. when you can't get the distribution going 
you're going to fail. And it's really surprising. I, that's also fake where Jim could not have been more off the mark. He had to have known those distribution causing the problems. Well, of course. Yeah. But distribution causing problems also makes you lose customers. Yes. But like so, they didn't need like, to like make a pitch for that. They needed yeah. stuff for the show, Brian. Come on. So my hunch is that Dan Aykroyd does not want to do reality TV. That is my hunch. Like, because Jim Jim Belushi's obviously in it. He's getting this whole Discovery show. My hunch is that Dan's like, fuck that. Um, I don't have enough time for this reality bullshit. Just give me some lines, give me a script, knock it out. I'm getting the fuck out of here. It definitely seems like Dan is like, hey, let's go hang out with my friend Jim. And like Jim's like, you got to come to this farm. And then Jim just shoves him in the show, whether he wants to be or not. Yeah. It's unclear. Cause I, I mean, Dan like plays a character in the show. Oh, he gets yeah. out of the car. He does a little dance and song. Like yeah. gotta, you gotta be a character. Gotta be. Yeah, anyway, the whole time. We talked about the best part of the show. Uh, we, let's move on to Jared. So we got, Jared is Jim's son. He's some LA guy. And repeatedly, Jim tells us that he's some LA guy. I don't know if he can handle on this farm. <laughs> he's from LA. We don't know if he's got the work ethic to be on this farm, guys. We don't know. Thought it was Brooklyn. No, no it's from LA. LA. Come on, Brian. I he definitely mentioned about a Brooklyn kid. Nope, he did not. He said LA. West LA or something. We probably got confused. Anyway. So he comes in and does like the shit work on the farm, supposedly in his confessionals. He's always like, I want this farm. This is my, I want this. When he, when Jim dies, I want this farm. (laughs) And I find that morbid and funny, but weird at the same time. Like, is Jim not going to give you enough money in the will? Do you need the farm too? This was another just like fake drama of like, Hey, let's cut together some footage of this kid doing some work. And oh, is he going to get the farm? Who knows? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, this whole show is. Visit it again. This whole show is like all those weird reality show, like cookie cutter crap that you pull from the cookie cutter pile. Yeah, Yeah, of course. It's not even that like good. It's there's no tension in the drama. It, it, It. comes off so poor. Um, and I, I think it provides a good contrast to the Guy Fieri part of the show, which I think actually goes a million times better. Yeah, because Guy Fieri is an expert in reality shows. There was a yeah. shocking amount of like celebrity star power in this episode. Yeah, that's true. So like Jared... His main storyline, it seems, other than this, like, working piece and trying to get the the farm, he has to make sure that... So, Larry Joe Campbell, the other star of Jim's sitcom... What was the sitcom again? According to Jim. According to Jim. He just randomly fucking shows up in this episode, like, out of nowhere. And then we're like, do I know that guy? I know that guy, right? (laughs) And then, at some point, Jared has to get him off the set or like out of the way when Guy Fieri is there for some reason and then locks him in this barn somehow, which a, I'm sure you can't get locked in a hundred percent sure you can't get locked in. And then B it just so weird. This is just like me excuse for him not to be there. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't get this at all. No, explain this to me. Yeah. 
it seems like they taped this probably like not even linear. Like I think they probably shoot a lot of these like cut sequences with Larry. <laughs> like Larry's at the farm for a week. He's like, Larry, you're kind of funny. Let's just shoot all this shit. And then when we can insert it in the show, we're just going to put it in there. Um, Cause it has nothing to do with the plot. I think they just like shove it in. And they must. I, I just, the show, I, I don't get it. We're going all over the place. That's all Larry was in, right? Um, yep. Well, he had this like story arc. It was like, he likes making fun of Jared and just like, oh, you seem like you can use a hand. Well, good luck finding someone, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's more shitty jokes from like, according to Jim, that style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was some part where they had to brand some cows. I don't know. It's whatever. Down. Yeah. Was this guy on according to Jim? Yeah. Yes. That's what I said. Man, uh, uh, I'm just surprised that Jim Belushi's like, I don't know, uh, the the cult of loyalty he's gathered. Like, that show is old. He seems like a good friend, it seems what's going on there. Like, you get Dan Aykroyd to come visit you in fucking Oregon. Like, you either really love fucking weed (laughs) or, like, you're really good friends with Jim Belushi. Like... Larry's been on four episodes of this series. All right. All right. Like, especially, I mean, you work with a guy for like, what, nine, ten years or something? Oh, yeah. Like, if you don't make friends with him, like, I mean, it's easy to make friends at that point. Right. <laughs> and then you come have some weed at the Oregon farm or whatever. Uh, the other storyline that was might be the worst storyline of any reality show I've ever fucking seen was they're building some sort of research barn. And they kept cutting to this fucking thing. It was awful. It was like showing them putting in the the like foundation. And then Jim's just walking around playing with shit. And then he's like, literally, there's a segment of the show where he's in this barn and he just shows tools. He's like, this is a hammer. This is a nail. I don't give a fuck, Jim. What is going on with the editing of the show is terrible weed so bad so bad yeah. and then we see it built like kind of mostly built like quarter well, the, half like, built. like the skeleton yeah the skeleton yeah. was built yeah and it's just like oh my god and they kept repeating themselves over and over and over and over again about this stupid research barn i can't i can't stand it it's nuts how often they repeat stuff given that there's only three episodes a season Wait, there's three episodes in a season. So, th- yeah, there there have been two seasons, and there are three episodes per season, each forty minutes long. I didn't know that. Wow, <laughs> so bad. I just, I like, I've never seen a reality show repeat themselves this much. No. And how many have That's we seen? Just... I mean. It's right. just a show about a couple guys getting high and getting a weed farm. I think the show would have been better if we just watched him get high and talk to Dan Aykroyd. Oh, I think I found. Uh, what are you oh, doing? no. What? Okay. So prior to growing Belushi, there was building Belushi. What? Uh, <laughs> yep. What the fuck is that? Yep. So building Belushi is building the farm oh my god no <laughs> so what? the the he so 
Jim Jim Belushi, home improvement enthusiast. He owns 13 acres in Oregon, and this documents how he constructs his dream retreat cabin on the site. That dude was having trouble figuring out like some of these tools. You cannot see he's a home broom enthusiast. He's he's just paying people, Brian. That's what that show is. If this show is a modicum of good, maybe we would have watched it. We could have done the Jim Belushi like universe. That that is another <laughs> ear TV thing. If you're talking about building the farm, just put it in growing Belushi season zero. I mean, it, it was one season for six episodes. Yeah, he did not need to do that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, let's talk about the best, the other best segment of the uh, episode where Guy Fieri rolls up. Yeah, and there seemed to be this weird thing with this guy named Chris, the chef. He seemed really like he was truly trying to. He loves Guy Fieri. He was yeah. trying to step up the kitchen game. He was like, they spent a bunch of money renovating this kitchen, and. Like we saw this dude sh- guy stress out for like 30 minutes, multiple times, repeated himself. Oh my God. Repeat. Like we're repeating. Anyway, a uh, guy Ferry <laughs> shows up and fucking like two like campers or whatever. And they talk about how he comes with all of his cooking setup in one of these campers. It's like, why did you have to spend so much money on the kitchen? But regardless, they show, Chris making some sort of dish, uh, Byrick. Some sort Burek. of Albanian. Yeah. It, it's pronounced yeah. Byrick, but they keep saying like Burek. Like it's yeah, like, I I mean I'm butchering right? the pronunciation for sure. Yeah, but don't, we're not Albanian at all. Yeah, it was like some sort of pastry. Seem similar to like a. Well, it was pastry uh, crust and dough, but with a savory filling. Yep. Yeah. Savory pop tart. Seeing like Spanakopita a little bit, but like, like more of like a, like a full on like sandwich kind of sandwich in there a little bit. Anyway, yeah. uh, he makes that and Jim cuts in and he was all pissed off. Blah, 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 blah. And then uh guy tries it. And of course, guy loves it. He doesn't love he loves everything. There's Does nothing. He? I've never seen Guy Fieri not love something mm. ever. Does he always? So I've been watching enough guy content because he's like, this is the, like, he talks about like the ice creams, like best coffee ice cream, and he says this is like, does he always say everything's best or is that actually special? That's his gimmick. His gimmick mm-hmm. is he goes into the restaurants and like, like pumps them up. He's like, yeah, this is this is got the this is grease is great. This is the best cheese, like whatever ever. I see. That's awesome. Like you see, like some of those shows, well, like critiquing like, and burning it. Yeah, you don't need him to come in and say shit is bad. Like you don't need that. You just go in and he tries your best dish, and like he'll say positive things about it. That's it. That's mm-hmm. what he does. So the fact that he said this Albanian dish is great doesn't really mean anything. That's also, a Burex rule. I didn't. What was that? Burek. That said, Burex, the thing they were eating, the Albanian yep. dish rules. Okay. Yep. We, we, there's a place that serves them on. Uh, it's by Seattle U. Oh, we'll put it on the list. Um, then they make this ice cream. This is Blues Brothers infused weed ice cream, and they make some sort of what? What do they call it? I mean, one was like chicken, and the other one was something else. French but... roast coffee ice cream. 
So they put pure weed in while they're making it. Um, and they use the cherry pie weed strain. And they make this ice cream and guy loves it. Meanwhile, you know, we swap back and forth with other scenes. Like, it's not just like we get to watch him make this ice cream. Yeah. Oh, so annoying. Um, one, one thing that was really irritating about this, like Jim just being like a whole hog of the spotlight. And he's yeah. still making the fucking ice cream. Chill, dude. You don't need to be there for like everything. But that's that's him. That was him in the sitcom. I I just assume that's just his personality. Yeah, I, um, I mean, we touched we touched on it briefly and being the episode of repetition. Um, I, and this episode really was like when Guy Fieri came on, it was enjoyable to watch. The rest of it was not enjoyable. No. Uh, there's also, I think it ends with him and Guy on like, you know, chairs, smoking cigars and drinking wine. And then Guy tells like a terrible joke. And that's how the episode ends. It was a decent joke. Uh, all, all these jokes about like, oh, I don't really know about my family. Oh, I'm going to like blow them to like get what I want. That's, they're, they're shitty jokes. I mean, like, they're. Yeah, they don't keep up with the times well, but it, it's a good storytelling joke. Well, there you go. That's how, you know, if you want a good joke, Noah knows it. <laughs> Maybe we should have Noah Otro the joke for us. Oh, uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> we start with the jingle. We can go out with the joke, Noah. I mean, very clearly, the joke did not keep up with the times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you said it was good. It, it, that doesn't mean it's not a good joke. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's the worst part works. is that Jim Belushi said he's the one who originally told it to Guy. So <laughs> here he is listening true? to his own joke. I, I don't know how true that is. I, even if, either way, like, it was also kind of surprising for Guy. I didn't really take him as like that type of humor. So mm. took him down a notch. This, oh. this is Guy after dark. Yeah. <laughs> guy with the Cuban six. Yeah, we haven't talked about Guy's son. He, he like Hunter he's like Fieri. Hunter Fieri, yeah. Like he seems to really be trying to get into the family business. That was his son? Yes. Yeah, the, the guy with the exact same sunglasses was his son. <laughs> the tall guy? Well they didn't intro him. They no they yeah, did. That's how we knew his name. They did? Brian, did you I, notice this? I didn't miss that, but I figured like something was up. Yeah. I thought he just worked on the farm. No. Well, that makes way more sense because he was yeah. really in there. Yeah, they introduced him quickly, you know, so easy to miss it. But yeah, Hunter and yeah, <laughs> he has a Flavor Town shirt on. He's got the sunglasses. He has like the uh, slick back hair. Like he is ready to step in Papa Shoes. But counterpoint, like if you're on that show, like you got to have, that's the uniform. Everybody's rocking it. I mean, if you're if your dad was Guy Fieri, you're definitely hopping into this Flavor Town brand for sure. Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, no, I just I just didn't know, and it sounded hysterical. Like, okay, we, we we got the next in line. I tried to be on that TikTok with the Guy Fieri Flavor Town brand for Ooh. sure. Yeah, Flavor Talk. Uh, we ready for questions? Anyone got any other minutia they need to talk about? Do we need to repeat ourselves some more? Should we? Uh, no, let's uh, let's is. go with what? 
What question? What was the question? Oh no, I'm saying let, let's let's move on to questions. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Uh, let's do worst human being. Uh, and is it Jim? Yep. Mm. I think he just hogs the spotlight too much and has really shitty jokes. Well, I guess no. Uh, Dan did the one. I mean, Guy had that one bad joke too. Suppose that came from Jim. Supposedly, he took credit for the joke, so you can you can land it on him, right? Sure. But, yeah, Jim just needed to hog all the spotlight. That no need for that. I don't. I don't. Any other contenders? No. Uh, one? I I got one. John Belushi okay. for leaving us with Jim Belushi. <laughs> Good call. Okay, I don't know if that joke lands on that well. <laughs> uh, let's go with Jim. Why? Why? Yeah, I, I think mean, that's he's doing his job. What do you mean? There is shittiness to it. It yeah, probably Nazis is not as their job. <laughs> I, anyway, uh, I'm gonna go with Jim. Jim's Jim's my contender here. Let's see. We already talked about the host. It's definitely the downgrade. Um, what do you think the production schedule of this show is? Whenever Jim is high enough, they do an episode. You. Uh, no, it's got to be. He doesn't live there all year round, according to Wikipedia. So it's like probably like anytime he's there, they might be filming something. But like, you got to have a filming crew and stuff. So like that gets expensive. So I, I don't know. There's also like a lot of like different storylines that are happening, which I don't think all happen within a day. I think that like this episode probably has like stuff from like two to three weeks. Yeah, I would buy that. Like how fast does that barn come up? Like that, that's the production schedule of this show. Yeah, that that's exactly it. It's from. Yeah, I was just gonna say that we didn't talk about them, but then I I didn't care. <laughs> they uh, his confessionals are terrible. They're one of the worst confessionals I've ever seen. It's just Jim ranting in his fucking backyard, for it must be hours. And I pity the person that has to edit all that out. It's also like a wide-angle camera for some reason. Yeah, oh, I knew yeah. there was something wrong with it, but that's definitely it. It was... I didn't notice, but you're right. It is one of the reasons why I think it's it's so bad. Definitely a little odd. No, what do you think about these confessionals? They're... They're not even like what you'd expect normal confessionals. I think they're just way for Jim to play producer, director, writer, actor, all in one. uh, And tell you all the story points in the script that didn't get mentioned because he wants his story to get told. Yeah, I mean, it's just him ranting in his backyard, as I said. And they just like, I pity the editor that has to edit that down. I don't know what's going on with Noah, but he's muted. Oh, oops. Yeah, it's Jared. I would say Jared's the editor. He's got he's got to learn the ropes. <laughs> he's from LA. He went to editing school. Yeah, you know, Harvard Westlake definitely has that editing class. All right. Uh would this be better as a quibby or a TikTok? 
Yes. And I think so, because then I could turn this off quicker. <laughs> yeah. I actually think this could do well as, as a Quibi specifically, because you have a lot of celeb cameos coming in. And so I think you drop a celeb cameo once a minute, you're good to go, like with a good four or five minute little sprint. With the news that TikToks are going to be 10 minutes long, are they just now the new Quibis? Like Quibi had like a time limit of 10 minutes, you know? That's where the Quibi content goes. And I can't think of one situation where 10 minutes is beneficial. I agree with you, but just saying. Yeah, no way. Like, (laughs) they're not going to, yeah, we talked about this on like Slack, but I can't imagine, like, when you're going through TikTok, you want quick hits, right? Like, you're not there for dinner. You're there for an appetizer. Some sort of quick bite, you might say. Some might say that. And like, I just can't imagine you're going to be like, oh, let me watch this for 10. Like it, it seems very inorganic. Here's the thing. There is still a format of like TikToks where they're like, like for part two, that's not going to stop with this extended length. Like they're just still going to do that. So that like you go to their channel, you start engaging with the longer content. So it just doesn't make sense. Maybe it's to combat the part two. So you but just watch the whole thing. They're going to try, but it's not going to stop it. They just want to keep eating YouTube's lunch. Like they're and now Eclipse YouTube. They want to take advantage of that gap and just keep on going. But and I, just, I am all for it. It doesn't make sense to me. It, like I want them to eat uh, YouTube's okay. lunch, but it's got to make sense. Okay, guys, so let's get back to the show. Let's Do talk we... about who's going to hook up next. <laughs> Hopefully nobody. <laughs> I think it's definitely going to be. Cow and Larry. Well, one thing I realized there is only one woman in the show. I, was there a woman in the, the show? Secretary. The yeah, secretary. The, the secretary oh. Nectar. Otherwise, there is zero. Yeah, it's wild. You're wow. right. You're totally right. There's no woman in the show for sure. Wow. I feel like this is true of a lot of Discovery Channel shows, but this one in particular. Is very bad. Yeah, there's like 18 people in the show, and one and like one woman that's like not even really on the show. No, and anyway. everyone else is white. <laughs> like, um, this is definitely not winning any diversity awards. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's talk about drinking rules because I think you need some drinking rules, and I think I got well. Anytime you see a confessional with Jim just like ranting, take a drink. Yeah, it's good. Brian, anytime you hear a sexist joke, take a shot. <laughs> Noah, you got a drinking rule? Anytime they flashback to the, the, the glory days, take a drink. Uh, Max? Uh, every time you see somebody puffing on a Pax or something, you have to do the same. Uh, anytime they... Oh, I just had it in my head. Anytime they repeat something, take a drink. Anytime so, they repeat something, take a drink. <laughs> Max. <laughs> um, I didn't see Pax, but I did notice them smoking Cuban cigars all the damn time. You think they were weed cigars? No, Jim went out of his way to say they are Cuban cigars. Oh. That, that's I, just flexing. I zoned out a bunch in the show. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I didn't see anyone doing a vape. You, you saw vapes in the episode? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Jim Belushi was doing it in his raves. Uh, his uh, ransom rave. I, I think it was always a cigar. That is, 
No, it looked too small. I could mm. be wrong. The cigar could also be code for that because you really can't show that on TV, I guess. What if he like took a cigar and he carved out the middle one and put a little pax in there? Yes. All right. Let's do what we love about the show. I know it's going to be difficult, but Brian, what do you love about the show? This thing had a lot of storylines. And the one thing I love is that this episode wrapped up nearly all of them. There's like one that's maybe going all the way through where it's like, jared like family farm. what do you mean you got the jared family farm you still have the construction of the weed thing and then the, the growing of the weed thing the growing of the weed things wasn't a thing for this it was just yeah they were they were research they're trying to get that research thing going oh. that's like a series storyline like a season storyline for sure or a series storyline yeah but like you had fieri um you had the nectar thing that's resolved like is the dan Aykroyd storyline resolved yes uh, Noah, yeah. what do you love about the show? Uh, one, that it's, it was on Discovery Plus, and I have the uh, ad-free subscription. So that was a positive. <laughs> you love that it's on this network. <laughs> uh, that was the first one. Um, if you don't, watch, if you don't have to watch any ads uh, outside of the show, there's a bunch of ads inside the show. Um, the second one, like I think it's just fun to see, like, this kind of old timer like getting into the weed game um I, I do think there's something there that's like entertaining um and i think it's fun to have that nostalgia of it like getting those flashbacks of uh snl and whatnot so that's yeah, nice max what do you love about the show um i love that this continues a time-honored hoop at the sound tradition of marijuana shows always being awful <laughs> like bottom tier garbage yeah um you know just you know i thought maybe jim belushi could save this no it did not uh, true. is or is it weed month now <laughs> also one other good thing each season three episodes they don't try mm. to keep it going i don't think they have enough content to keep it going but mm. is this the american Ooh. sherlock <laughs> man uh about i love what i love what do i love about this show what do you love i don't know dan Aykroyd was good mm-hmm. that jingle was really good i love that jingle that was the best like, yeah i really did i think that was one of the funniest moments in any show we've watched wow yeah. wow pure bonnie like that is pretty good like we could just we brian and i literally sat and watched that scene like 10 times and they would still laugh when that guy was like what <laughs> i i'm laughing about it now so that's what i love about the show i'd watch that clip over and over yeah. that's a great clip um so let's get to our last question we have a stack ranking system of top middle bottom third compared to other reality shows some people stack ranks in their stack rank brian what do you got for me bottom you could not pay me to watch another episode of this Oh, should we try this? <laughs> I mean, I say that, but then I feel like you gave me a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah I think we, could. Yeah. we could definitely get you to watch more. Uh, Max, <laughs> what's your rating? Bottom third, middle of the bottom. Um, Dan Aykroyd saved this episode. Otherwise, it would be bottom of the bottom. But it's not. It's middle of the bottom. Uh, Noah, what do you got for me? Similar to Max, um, except with the addition of Guy Fieri. I think he really saved this show. Like, I love Dan Aykroyd, but he doesn't seem like he's made for reality TV, unfortunately. 
Uh, so bottom, middle, bottom. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go with bottom here. It's it's bad. It it wouldn't. I think the real death nail of the show is that it's 40 minutes and they repeat themselves over and over again. Like I think it it would be fine if it was edited better. Like it it wouldn't be bad. Like I think it's bad now. Um. So, producers, call me up. I'll help you out. Just let me know. <laughs> All right. So that's our discussion of this hot garbage. Let's get into some shout outs. Uh, Brian, you have a shout out this week. I'm gonna watch a little bit of My Mom, Your Dad. Oh, I, I finished the season of My Mom, Your Dad. Oh, nice. I, I have not gotten there yet, but you can feel free to like talk about it and like spoil. I will. I won't really okay. spoil it, but it was fun. I think that's a great show. If you're looking yeah. for some like family fun, like like reality entertainment, can't go wrong. It's really fun. Yeah. It like ends on a really great note. Like all like. Nothing bad happens in that whole show. Wow. Nothing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's <laughs> surprising. Yeah. I thought it really is. seriously disappear. Uh, yeah. Well, the guy does disappear and then the girl comes in and replaces him, okay. which was a little <laughs> weird. Because <laughs> <but laughs> she's wearing the same outfit, <laughs> but you barely notice. It's not like, I guess, who knows what happens to that guy if he gets turned, uh, uh, what's that? Soiling green. Soiling green. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I also watched another episode of that Ready to Love show. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's not great. No, but it is like a dating show with people in their real lives, and they kind of like date and talk day to day, and like at the end of the week, somebody gets kicked out, and that's like that's kind of what I want all dating reality shows to be. Like, I don't want people stuck in mansions and like not in their day-to-day lives. Like this makes so much more sense that it's insane to me. that This weird show on OWN is the only one doing it. Mm. Oh, dude, Terrace house does this. That's true. But they all live in the same house. Like true. These people live in their own houses. They have their own lives and they mm-hmm. just like go on dates yeah. and like, one week the guys kick a girl off and one week the girls kick a guy off. And it's like, just seems very normal, normal thing to do is to get 20 people together and see if they can come up with the best couple. And you kick people out that aren't ready to be in a relationship. That seems like a normal thing to do. Like normalish thing to do. Now take 20 people and stick them in the same house and go about their daily life. Sure. Or yeah. does not sound like, put 20 people in a house and not let them have their phones, give them copious amounts of alcohol and see how many hookups you get. Doesn't sound normal at all. <laughs> no, you're right. I, I forgot about that aspect of it. So I'm, I'm glad you watched it. I, I definitely was curious, like how they executed it. Yeah. And like you get kicked out cause you're not ready to love. So it's like, that's cool. Yeah. You're not making any like romantic connections to the house. See ya. It's Nephew really Tommy. He, he knows how to do it. I can't Definitely. believe you guys found another uh, Steve Harvey cinematic <laughs> universe show that you liked. <laughs> what are the chances? That is true. It is probably the best Steve Harvey universe show we've ever watched. Yeah. I mean, the judge set a new floor. Also. <laughs> <laughs> if that was possible. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, what do you, what's your shout out this week? Yeah. Uh, wrapped up dope sick. Uh, this week on Hulu, which chronicles the opioid pandemic and um, the Sacklers. 
would recommend that. It's been good. And then I started uh, season two of The Righteous Gemstones, and it is so enjoyable. Um, I'm glad the whole season's out. I'm trying not to go too fast because it's like eating a cake that you love, but eating it too fast. You know, like you kind of want to enjoy it over a few days. Uh, but man, that is such a good show. I've yeah, got an episode okay. here and there, and yeah, it's pretty entertaining. The sister is low key the best. Like, just pay attention to the sister. Mm-hmm. She's she's the best. I, I think uh, the husband too. Her husband, he uh, I think steals it. Yeah, I mean, both of them are great for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Max, we got a shout out this week. I may have mentioned this previously, but I've been watching. I just finished the first two seasons of Billions, and uh, yeah. you, you were like, you were like an episode in or something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, I also watched the first episode of Super Pumped, which is by the Billions guys, but it's about uh, Travis Kalanick and Uber, and uh, it sucks ass. I would not recommend ah, it. Ah, no, I was excited for that one. You know yeah. what? No, I give it a shot, but it's like trying too hard. It it gave a you know it, it definitely felt like that because I like billions as well, right? Um, and they were pre previewing it, and it definitely gave that aura of like, oh no, it's gonna like really lay it down of Travis being this like evil genius, you know? And oh, is this the right thing to do? No, we need to grow. We need to get bigger. We need to dominate the market share. Just like. Yeah, it's it just doesn't have that billions magic. Yeah, it's not. It's not billions. No, billions is great. Even, even I was very skeptical of the new season of billions because, uh, spoiler a little bit, like oh. they've had Damien Lewis, uh, Axe Bobby Axelrod be the main um, antagonist for the first five seasons, and then they switch the antagonist. Uh, to this new guy and it's just like oh man like am i really gonna bite this and it's 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 working it's it's working but like they're they're on a tightrope of how much they can make this drama last for all right well that's it for us this week uh next week we're probably gonna watch next level chef uh so i don't know which episode so reach out to us at what you think the best episode is Mm. If not, we'll just probably watch season one, episode one. Uh, anyway, reach out, reach out to us on Twitter at Hoop of the Sun. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Hoop of the Sun. You can find us on TikTok at Hoop of the Sun podcast. You can email us questions and suggestions at Hoop of the Sun at gmail.com. And please rate us on iTunes and Spotify. And can I make this any longer? Anyway, uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next time. Ba 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 ram.